This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Economics is the dismal science. It's full of math and jargon and footnotes. So what is a University of Houston econ professor doing on TikTok, a platform that's better known for dance challenges? Today, I'm talking with Christopher Clark, who explains stuff like Bitcoin and gas prices to more than 28,000 followers. It's Monday, May 23rd, 2022. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. I love this beer. Did you have that before TikTok? It seems made for TikTok. <laughs> when you're bald, you don't have a lot of options, <laughs> right? I started growing the beard, and it, it grew on me. So, Chris, thanks for being with us. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. So, how on earth did you start talking about high-level economics on TikTok? I'm, I'm an educator, right? I'm a public educator. I'm at a public university uh, supported by the t- wonderful Texas uh, taxpayer. And I felt there's a role, you know, there's a space in the university to engage with the broader public about economic issues. The economy affects everybody. Everybody's an armchair economist. We all have opinions about <laughs> it. Uh, we all have to have opinions when we participate in the democratic process, but we all engage in the market. We hold jobs and we buy things. And some of us have more access to resources. Some of us have less. There's a lot of economic suffering in the world. And we all just need to know more about it. Um, but wait, what is, okay, let me ask the economics question. What is the utility to you? Are you just like altruistically oh, improving the world? What is, what is this? And when was this? Talk to me about that. So my youngest sister, she's still in college, uh, and she started sending me links from TikTok. I saw that was the next best thing, uh, that the, you know, it's growing exponentially, not just-, not just <laughs> The among, kind of growth that thrills an economist, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is not just among teenagers and you know, college-aged people, but there's even plenty of middle-aged people on there and people far older than me on there. And there's, there's a wide- <laughs> <laughs> there's a wide diversity of people who, who are starting to use the app. Uh, and I thought, well, that's the future. That, that's where people are going to hang out on. And uh, there was next to zero economic content on the app. And so I had to make a foray. There's a common argument that's recently resurfaced about the inevitability of income inequality. It follows the Pareto principle or the 80-20 rule. Essentially that there's this common pattern found all throughout nature that the top 20% get around 80% of the rewards. And there's some truth to this. However, the claims sometimes go so far as to say that we can't affect inequality. It would go against nature. So let's discuss. Now I'll say this, when I downloaded it, I downloaded it November 2020. Over, over Thanksgiving. And I, I hated the app at first. The algorithm doesn't know you at first. And they feed you this low calorie content that I found. All right, this is kind of funny, but I'm not like, going to watch this. I'm not going to sit down in my chair. But 
after about a month or just even just a few weeks and a few recommendations I got of channels to follow, uh, the algorithm figured me out and you get hooked. There's tons of academics who are on there. Lots oh, you're of- kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> medieval historians that are very interesting. <laughs> Science, lots of physics and chemistry. That's, that's really interesting. Um, a couple other sociologists, but okay. not a lot of economists. So I knew, I knew there was room for me. <laughs> <laughs> in the nerd Twitter universe. This is... Yeah. And so what you're fighting for is like, what, mental market share in a way? Sure. The the scarce attention economy. There's always a scarcity of attention. Uh, there were lots of people talking about economic issues, but there weren't experts or people professionally who've spent, you know, who were well-versed in the, the, the mainstream economic research or were fully abreast of the issues. So lot, there were lots of opinions because, like I said, it affects everybody positively or negatively and everyone wants to try and solve it. So I felt my role was to jump in there and join the conversation. And so how is this different from teaching undergraduates in a lecture hall? You have more time <laughs> in a lecture hall. <laughs> You have an hour. You have an hour and twenty minutes. Um, so attention is not as scarce. <laughs> well, you have to you have to be exciting for an hour and twenty minutes. That's, that's a different challenge. Um, yeah. But it's a, I mean it's a similar age group. The vast majority of my followers are probably in their twenties. Uh, but like I said, uh, younger and and older and 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 everything between as well. I would say the number one difference of being in a college course for credit is it's going to be a little more technical. You're going to go a little more in depth in the models. Uh, you'll be doing algebra and, and, and you know, graphing. I, I try to avoid all algebra when I, when I do on TikTok. Okay, but I've seen a footnote or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to seeing footnotes. <laughs> so how do you pick what you're going to talk about? on TikTok. Does it have a hook? Is it interesting? And do will, will people care about it? Is it an issue that people want? So uh, and like it, something timely or Yeah, so what's going on right now? Uh it, it, the the very night that uh Russia started invading Ukraine, of course we were all shocked about it, and, you know, stayed up till 2 or 3 in the morning trying to read everything we can. Of course, I'm not an international relations expert and that's the first questions everybody has. Uh but very quickly the questions turn to the economy. So we put sanctions on Russia. Uh, there's, of course, a vast economic difference between the size of Ukraine and the size of the Russian economies. And how are these sanctions going to work? And uh, I had to become an expert in international monetary policy over, you know, over the course of a few days. And and yeah, people cared about it. And the video I made about the central bank bans in Russia, uh, lots lots of people had lots of questions about it. It had a lot of engagement. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right. 
I wanted to get you to explain some Houston economics to me in a TikTok rapid-fire fashion. All right? (laughs) Let's talk about Ukraine and Russia. How involved in trading with Russia is Houston? So we do engage with trade with Russia. At least in 2019, it was the world's 11th largest economy. In fact, the Russian economy is somewhere similar in size to the Texas economy. Uh, However, that said, and I was kind of surprised by this, if you rank all the countries we do trade with, the Houston area specifically, Russia comes in at number 20. So it's not, I mean, that's significant, but Chile, we do more trade with Chile or, or South Korea. What do we trade with Russia? Largely oil. We import oil from from Russia. Only about 2% of our mineral oil and refined products that Houston imports from the rest of the world come from Russia. Next up, has the pandemic reset the relationship between Houston and its suburbs? In the past two years, because of the coronavirus, the entire United States landscape of the suburbs and downtown have changed. And Houston's no different. The rents plummeted in the downtown area. Since then, uh, that's for the first year, but uh, by now, rents in downtown have recovered. Uh, However, the demand for housing, and that's that's both in terms of rent and in terms of purchasing in the suburbs, has exploded. Houston suburbs have grown by 2% in population. Austin is one of the stronger growing cities. They're growing at 6 to 8%. Uh, over the course of the pandemic. What would you say about housing affordability in Houston? Everybody, it's hurting right now, but how do we compare to other places? Right. So I was very lucky. I bought my house here in Houston spring 2020, right before the prices exploded. (laughs) Uh, That said, it's the price of houses have grown a lot in Houston, and they are becoming less affordable. There is no place in America where someone who is earning a minimum wage, working full-time, can afford a single-bedroom apartment. And so that's that's a very serious issue. And on a national level, this is caused by a dramatic underbuilding of houses since the financial crisis a decade ago. In Houston, we haven't experienced the housing shortage or the lack of housing construction relative to the rest of the country. Houston is just so spread out and geographically we continue to spread out and that helps ease the land prices in any particular area in the city. And because of that, especially considering our size, considering the economic prosperity, the relative economic prosperity of Houston, our houses are still relatively more affordable compared to other large cities by a significant margin. Just not as affordable as they used to be. All right. So what do you think is going to happen with this fight for mindshare in the future? Are you going to stick with TikTok? Are you going wherever the people are next? That's a good question. Well, for now, TikTok's the place to be. And in fact, Total number of viewing hours, even though videos on TikTok are just 60 seconds long on average, Mm -hmm. total viewing hours is higher on TikTok than it is on YouTube. It crossed that threshold last year. Oh. (laughs) So So for now. For now, this is is the future. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for doing this. This This has been really fun. That was U of H professor Christopher Clark. 
If you want to follow him on TikTok, we will have a link in our show notes. Now I am here with roving producer Carly Jones. Carly, what else is going on around Houston today? Hey, Lisa. So there's a couple spats going on around the Houston area right now. One being over a 200-year-old tree. Hedwick Village residents are coming together to stop a tree from being cut down by the property owner who's trying to make room for a new house. Residents in the area have now started a GoFundMe in an attempt to raise enough money to buy the property back from the current owner in order to save what they believe is a historical tree. The second spat is between a Houston federal judge and two Latino plaintiffs who are asking that the judge be recused from both of their civil cases after allegedly making racist and sexist comments in court. According to court transcripts, U.S. District Judge Lynn Hughes was quoted saying things like, Mexicans look Anglo enough for me, and she appears to be a woman. I'm willing to go with that in regards to the appearance of one of his female plaintiffs in court. But this isn't Hughes' first time making these kind of controversial comments in court. He was also criticized by the appellate court back in 2013 for racist implications. That is it for our show today. Next week, we're going to be doing a lot of shows about hurricanes. If there is something that you have always wondered about hurricanes, this is the time to ask. Call our voicemail, 713-489-6972. Tell us your name and ask your question. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. Let me get the exact number. I have the billions, but people, that, that's meaningless. If you start saying billions of dollars, no one knows what you're talking about.